0: What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes jazz talk. Um, it is I I am here, the host. Um, uh, you can find me on the Twitterverse at the IG, at eight. that is a, at H-U-U-T-R-A-N, Superman. That's HuuTran, Superman, on the Twitter and IG. And folks, we got a full study. We got an all-star show um sort of with an all-star cast uh you know for the all-star game oh look at that and um uh first let's bring on um uh you know he's co-host he's going to this he goes to this since 49 it's um uh, jared barker what's up jared? hey man how are you who? Who, who who very tired but not as tired as this individual he's becoming a zombie he is uh almost fully vaccinated got the second shot so he's um uh, feeling a little under the weather but it's a dragon squash logan cox what's up logan
1: yeah, just just taking a nap here and some squish mallows and pounding Capri Suns. So the same way Jordan same way Jordan got over his flu. So <laughs> Uh
0: today we're doing a cross pod, not even a cross pod, we're, we're bringing it on. Um uh some jazz co-op friends. First of all, he is the host. He's from the Home Court Press. Um uh Mr Br- uh Brian Pierce, Priest. I don't oh, i sorry, I'm very tired. <laughs> Emerging two people <laughs> right. Hey Brian, what's up, man?
2: Hey, you know, say the last name however you want. I don't right. really carry it for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> but the Jazz are winning, and I'm happy.
0: It's okay. Jared called me Hugh for like um a year on this podcast. So um and he knew my name. It wasn't so. a full year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, Brian, <laughs> I gotta say you 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 were wearing the Jazz Co-op T-shirt today, and um uh you you were at the Jazz game. How was it?
2: Oh, I I had to wear the uh, jazz co-op pop. Uh, well, I have to preface my preface myself before anything. I have had a few drinks tonight, but <laughs> I was I was wearing the jazz pod co-op t-shirt from. Uh, I actually had the hoodie from DJ Honeypaws. It was terrific. Nobody asked me about it in arena, so I think that's probably the next goal for the March games coming up is we need to get that jazz pod co-op situation out there so more people recognize the logo and say, hey, what is that?
0: Right, exactly. The, the mountain logos I mean I wear at least once a week. You, you saw uh, also um, uh, Brian and I are now we're actually coworkers. Uh something I didn't know when I took my new job a couple months ago, but just kind of like happened by happenstance. So that's nice.
2: And then about, well, it's, a, it's a good time at KSL but we also have uh, apparently you know who you've used your contacts and we got my co-host McKay out here as well talking right. I call
0: today. McKay the the most polarizing jazz fan on Jazz Twitter. Um, uh, it's McCabe um, uh, McKay P eight uh, on Twitter. Um, uh, you probably have seen his tweets, folks. Trust me. I didn't follow McCabe for a while, and uh, I think he, he, if he hasn't heard the story, he's hearing it now. But I always saw his tweets, and I was like, I don't need to follow this guy. Like whatever. I, I see his tweets now. I see, it regardless, the algorithm throws them in my face anyway. Um, uh, McCabe, what's up? I so, like algorithms. Yeah, you do love algorithms. Uh, I gotta. So I've heard this story. Tell me these. Uh, so this is uh, big and true. McKay's parents, um, uh, his mom is actually uh, Texas Instrument Calculator, and his dad is a pie chart. So um, uh, what was that like?
3: No, I wish. Uh, they're a little <laughs> different than that. Um, no, they're just my jazz ticket providers. That's all they got to right. do you, I me mean, right
0: now. You're a, you're a huge stats <laughs> guy, right?
3: Yeah, I'm uh, graduating this spring in stats, so we're getting yeah. moving.
0: And those Logan. algorithms
3: will continue to uh, bring them up on your feet whether you follow me or not, but I think you've given in to this point. <laughs> yes, yes. Tori Ellis over
0: there, Logan, um, uh, uh, he, he, he says he likes the home court press because um, it's like David Locke analysis without David Locke.
3: It's one way to look at it.
1: yeah i mean we've all we've all got a different angle but real quick i think that his mom should be the pie chart just but anyways um the logan no no, not what no i i I, I was like here's the thing i was crafting that
0: joke in my head right and I and i was like oh boy is it like in my head i was like i was like oh no it's more disrespectful to call his mom a pie chart i'm gonna call his dad a pie chart for some reason i thought that was better i don't know why but like i actually had that thought in my head
1: yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there's there's just certain things that you want when you listen to a podcast, and I think that uh, so these guys provide all the analytical information I need. So that's that's why I'm i gonna support Jazz Pod Co-op over the, the the manscaped monster. So with 17 mortgages. <laughs> um,
2: well, yeah, I, hey I, I, who started. Sorry to step on your toes here, but I got to tell you, based on the Zoom call, I just. I'm a lot more self-conscious about myself and my my Zoom man boobs that are showing, and uh, my overall appearance on the podcast today. I much more comfortable on home court press.
0: Right, everybody knows that. I, I, I so I, I've said it before. I do my podcast in a very hot room. I haven't. I you know, it's, you can see there's a mess behind me. It's just an office space that I have. And um, I usually do them naked. So, but since we're doing a video call today, I threw on a shirt. Um, no pants still, so it's good. Um, so let's get into it, guys. I'm a, so Logan, Jared. Uh, what three weeks ago? Two and a half weeks ago? Th- three episodes ago? I said, okay, we're entering quote unquote deathuary.
4: Deathuary. We, said,
0: we looked at like the next eight games, and we said six and two. Six and two was probably like what? You know, Logan said, hey, if the Jazz can't get six and two, like this is not. We I don't want the same old Jazz. He wanted, you know, a, 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 this jazz team went nine and one. Um, yeah,
4: we we accu- a, ended up accu- USing and saying like five and three was our floor for saying this jazz team is, could be different. And man, they've blown us out of the water with. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, McCade, Brett, uh, how do you guys feel about this? Uh, like, I asked this to like, all the guests. Like, this jazz team feels different to me. What makes this jazz
3: team different? Well, they're winning games, and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> um, yep, yep. When they score more points than their opponents every night, and they do that by double digits, I, uh, I like those numbers.
2: I look at the last two to three seasons of Jazz basketball, and I, I watch them on the floor, and I keep thinking they're missing something. There's something more to this team that can make them a contender, a top-of-the-league type of a team. And this year I watch them and I spend a lot more time wondering what are they missing than, hey, let me tell the rest of the world what the Jazz are missing. I I think they're just they're so complete right now and they have so many answers to whatever the questions are we are we have as the jazz fan base is the hashtag jazz pod co-op. They are answering the questions from night to night, from possession to possession, from quarter to quarter, from half to half. And we don't even have to ask them at this point. It's kind of making our side gig easier. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm a just They write themselves
0: nowadays. <laughs> um, so the jazz come off the big and so we're recording this right after the Laker game uh i guess you call it a game the jazz just like really just stepped stepped on the gas never let go um kind of crazy uh jared like I'm a, if you remember i asked this question like hey um uh, what happens with the jazz when they don't do something correctly or something happens to them and do you believe that the jazz office right now is still unsustainable or like I'm a, you think do you think they're still um uh, gonna regress to the mean as, as you said well, I think that um, that we've seen little regressions here and
4: there, you know, mini regressions. And we've seen teams try to chase them off the three-point line. Solid defensive teams, you know, throw different looks at them. And, you know, we've seen them face different kind of defenses. And I we've seen them win games a multitude of different ways. So I actually feel like I'm a lot more confident in the fact that if they see some things that are, you know, different and feel different and mess them up. Like the switch, everything used to be the Achilles' heel. That doesn't seem to be the Achilles' heel anymore because we face teams that have tried to switch everything on us, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem to work. Oh, yeah. Um The zone, Boston would throw a zone at us and flummox us, and our offense would get get poor and you know fall apart. It do, that doesn't seem to work as much anymore. I mean, I don't. I don't know uh, that that we're going to see any answers to those questions without, you know, a a big playoff series where everybody gets a bunch of time to prepare and, you know, do everything they can to stop, you know, and stymie the jazz offense. So, I mean, and I I thought before, you know, maybe if we uh, aren't doing well on threes, maybe if we switch out a guy that's a three point specialist more so than anything for a guy, that's more of a three level scorer, get to the cup you know shoot the mid-range and and hit from three but it doesn't seem like it matters because it seems like we have enough of everything so far i mean obviously the true test is in the playoffs but you know
0: yeah um logan um uh, you know the same weekly question i asked now temperature check uh what's your temperature yeah. check uh, about the jazz not about, not with your flu shot but about the jazz
1: team yeah, the Jazz are so good they went nine and one on an eight-game stretch. So they picked up yeah, two games, which was even more, even more impressive. But I the, the thing that stands, I mean there's a lot of things, but the last couple of games, something that kind of stood out to me is there's always going to be an avalanche coming. There's always gonna be a three-point avalanche at some point in the game. And I think it was like towards the very end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, um, against Charlotte when it kind of flipped and turned. And they just make a bunch of them. And tonight it felt like there were moments where you know, LA was getting a couple of things. It wasn't a blowout early on, but it, it seemed like demoralizing because they were getting twos and, and we're matching it with threes. So, um, I mean, I, it's, you're, we're not going to know until they get there. I mean, there's nothing else we can do at this point, but it seems to be, I, I still believe it's sustainable because, like we mentioned before, at all times, there's usually at least four shooters on the court, right? So you don't have to have four of them shoot 50%. You just got to have a couple of them get hot. And it's just pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly
0: um mccade so uh you know i want to pick your brain on this one because um brian he he said like hey you know um there's usually something about this jazz scene that like you are the constant like jazz virtual gm like you're always trying to and like we've adopted a a, a lot of these um, uh, same things on this podcast where i go hey look play gm don't don't you know let's 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 say you're the gm of the jazz um are you completely, are you 100% happy with this team? Do you believe this Jazz team, constructed as is, is the
3: the league favorite to win the the championship? Um, I think they're right there. But even the 72 and 10 Bulls lost a couple games and, you know, had some struggles in the finals. And as well as the 73 and 9 Warriors didn't win the championship. So until the Jazz are undefeated and go 16-0 in the playoffs, there's always room for improvement, right? Um. And so the Jazz are right there as contenders, but you can always add another piece, can't you? You can always go from being one of the contenders to being the favorite. So I don't think the Jazz do anything here in the next few weeks. We saw him cut Shaq Harrison this morning in a weird, maybe financial, maybe just basketball move. We don't really know yet, but there's always room for improvement. Uh, um, yeah, like I'm, I was about to, so I, I
0: tweeted out something today when I was able to get free and it was to the fact, because the Jazz were up at like 25 with six minutes left or five minutes left, and I said, hey, shouldn't this be Mia One and uh, Shaq Harrison time? Thinking that people, you know, would figure out, I was joking, but of course, everybody came to with the, well, actually, Shaq Harrison was cut today. I was like, oh,
3: well, yeah. Have I, you never tweeted before? I, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I
0: thought people would figure that out, but, you know, everybody, even like one of my good friends was like, I thought you were joking, but I wanted to make sure. I was like, yeah, I, I get it. That guy is, is obviously a joke. Um, Brian. So, yeah, so McKay mentioned, we we cut Shaq, the Jazz, not we, the Jazz cut Shaq Harrison. Um, Dale Demps. Dale Demps. He, Dale? <laughs> um, he's making moves. Yeah, so Shaq was a guy that um uh, we were kind of all very excited about because, number one, the Jazz were, you know, were in the cap room, in the, in the uh, luxury tax already, uh, picking up somebody that they didn't need to. Had him on the bench. Some of that were like, all right, we can use him as, as a break in case emergency guy or, oh, hey, Jamal Murray is. Torching Royce O'Neal, maybe we should put Royce and Shack out there, somebody that was to that effect. Um, and it, if you ask a lot of jazz fans, I, I hear this a lot from you know people I work with, people um, uh, just on Twitter. Like jazz fans want a move to be like in the buyout market or somewhere they make a trade where they give up no real asset. Uh, what do you see foresee about um, uh, the Jazz doing, um, uh, or if you were the GM, would you go? To, because like Shaq Harrison didn't play very much; didn't play any meaningful minutes for the Jazz. Would you go try to get another Shaq Harrison?
2: Yes. Uh, uh, I don't think I would. If I'm the jazz GM, if I'm Dennis Lindsay, if I'm Justin Sanek I'm not going out trying to focus on another Shaq Harrison, but I am focusing on, I'm looking at the jazz and they have two open roster spots at 13, 14, 15 on the roster. And so positionally, I'm thinking, I, I think the Jazz have something to gain when it comes to playoff time so that they, they're focusing right now on just those moves on the margins that they can move, they can make and try and improve the team with, without having the obvious on court appearances of improvement, but still making those improvements on the margin that when you get into that game five of the first round series against, uh, I mean, who's it going to be against the Mavericks? You have that one guy that steps up. And as I was looking back through different Western conference playoff series over the, the years when I was trying to compare the jazz to different, this current iteration of the jazz, two different teams over the years, there's always that guy, that one person at the back end of the roster that makes a really big difference in one game or two games in the first round or the second round that. Leads you to a championship. And it's not the people who are talking about that guy in February. It's the the people who are recognizing that guy come, you know, November, December, January and say, hey, there are going to be three games where we need that player. So who that player is, I'm I'm really not sure who it is at this point. The Jazz have the 13th and 14th spots on their roster open and i think that you know positionally it's probably going to be a more defensive focused player but it's going to be a guy who can catch and shoot i think it's going to be a wing player and then the jazz just say hey let's figure this out at the 12th spot on the roster rather than last season, where they're figuring it out at the ninth spot on the roster.
4: So we're talking like a Mike Miller or like a Shane Battier or somebody.
2: Except none of those guys are available this year. So you're or looking well, yeah. at a Trevor Ariza, <laughs> right. maybe or who the jazz already have uh, is Miaoni. that guy that I'm already talking about.
0: Yep, I was gonna say that too. Um, Ronnie Price good, 2.0. Yeah, yeah right. what you say? What, who,
1: 2.0? Ronnie Price.
0: Um, oh, stop it. <laughs> you know that name. You know that name brings fire to my heart. Um, okay, so McCain. Um, so this is what I've talked about here. Like, I'm uh, making a move to improve the jazz. The guy that I, I quote, quote, pick on is Boyan because I'm I'm like, okay, so if you, I, I, and I put, I put this screws to these guys every week, like, if you had to pick out the weak spot, like, you know, I love Boyan as a player, but it's like, all right, if, if you had to give up Boyan to get a three and D guy that can guard, you know, positions one through four, right? Like that's where it goes because that's the other thing is that like, we can add someone to the margins, but we saw, I mean, the Shaq Harrison was the margins ad this off season that we thought, okay, cool. This was going to be the guy that they use, but 30 games into the season we, we, and you know, years and years of watching Quint Snyder and his rotations, we don't see the jazz go all of a sudden we need to throw our eleventh guy off the bench into regular rotation minutes for a certain series or certain anything, right? Um uh do do you think the jazz should go into margins or do you think the jazz need to make a bigger move to mix up the top nine?
3: Uh, You don't want to make a big move just to make a big move, but I do think they should probably look into moving Boyan. Um, There's a couple options out there. We've talked about them on our podcast. You can go really big and get a Victor Oladipo or a John Collins, or it can just be a little more lateral move like an Eric Bledsoe, although that makes you small. But you can't force anything. You don't want to do anything too stupid um, because you are rolling right now. But you do want to look and make those calls. You want to be aggressive in making those calls. The thing – the buyout market sounds nice, and the Jazz could and probably will get a player there. And But it's easy to think, okay, what can the Jazz do improve? But we often forget the Lakers are going to make a move. The Clippers are going to make a move. The Nets are probably going to make another move, whether they're trades or buyout markets. There's other teams that are also going to try and get better. And so sometimes you have to get better just to keep the pace. Um, so I do expect the Jazz to do something. The Jazz do have two weeks to sign a player by NBA rules, so they will do something for sure.
0: McCade, um, uh when you bring up John Collins on this podcast, you need to correctly say Utah's own John Collins.
3: <laughs> Utah's <laughs> own John Collins. Right. I think his mom was in the Air Force, and he lived here for like the first 12 months of his life, but no, we're claiming no. him. We're you bringing him home.
0: Utah. He, he's our LeBron James. You right. Know, like, Utah's LeBron James. Like, it's like, it's like um, Utah's own Chrissy Teigen, all right? She was born in Delta, Utah, so... I, I claim her. All right. Can we
3: claim Ronnie Price? If you uh, went to UVU.
2: God, guys, why? <laughs> hey, hey! I played against Ronnie Price, most athletic guy I've ever stepped foot on the po- on the court against another athlete. So uh, right. yes.
0: <laughs> Ronnie Price, uh, I I will always remember him for the the three hundred and sixty panic assist to Sanjiata Gaines for the big shot against uh, the LeBron and the Cavs. So, uh, Logan. With the way this team is playing, like chemistry, like we saw it with that Ricky Rubio team a couple of years ago, right? Like they talked about, like this team has not just on-court chemistry but off-court chemistry. Um, it, 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 like, I mean, there's a lot of people who will say, if it isn't
1: broke, should we fix
0: it? And where do you fall on that?
1: I mean, the same as the same as I was before. Pretty much just exactly echoes what McCabe said. You got to look to make a move, but it's gotta be the right move. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, chemistry is important. We saw with Mike Connolly, especially over the last year, but, um, there's, there's been some in and out of lineups. I just don't think you can miss this. I just don't think you can miss this window. So I'm not, I'm not the guy to talk to about who's out there and who's available. I mean, I'm still making comps to Tom Gugliotta and Steve Francis. So I don't really know who's playing the NBA anymore. I just barely saw Shaq Harrison for the first time a few days ago. And the guy was tiny. I was like, this is our, this is our perimeter stopper. This is the guy. So I'm still just trying to learn names, but I think you've got to, I do think, I do think you've got to, I think you've got to go around and look. I mean, you got to look and I I still, I think, like I said, Bohan's the one piece that repeats itself. Not that he's a bad player. He's just the one that doesn't offer a whole lot outside of shooting.
0: Hey, I'm Mark.
3: And this is Doug. What's up?
0: And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called twos and threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning.
2: Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really, we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us, to listen, and really, let's
3: do this together. Go jazz.
0: Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. We're talking about the buyout market. Jared? Jared? If, if what do you think the Jazz are going to do in the buyout market? Uh, do you think they'll get anybody, or do you think they'll be players? Do you think someone's going to want to come to Utah on the buyout market?
4: I have a hard time seeing somebody that gets bought out that makes sense for as a Jazz ad. I mean, I don't know that Trevor Ariza would Utah would be his first thought. I think he'd prefer to go to la or something um
0: yeah i don't know it's tough uh because i because utah is like i i can't remember the last buyout guy the utah jazz had ever had now it's different the jazz have never also been you know this good this far into the season uh right. of the season so um it, but you know, mckay mentioned the, the three big players lakers clippers um next well well, it's true we're not the we're not the you go playing
4: utah jazz anymore um but uh brian brings up an interesting point uh bielitsa i guess
0: could be an an interesting name i was uh, somebody adam bushman brought up in a a trade scenario right like i'm yes yes he said with that boyon and bielitsa's i'm a stats or advanced analytics are very similar like I'm yeah like,
4: and people and people seem to hate to hate that, that trade
0: I, I, um. I, well we get it like boyan is like i mean boyan we've seen game edition boy i get it like emotionally that would be really hard but like if if you told me like hey the jazz traded boyan for somebody else that can give you what boyan gives you plus another piece that does this like oh well you know that's Business-wise, you know, it's it's like Moneyball, Brad Pitt, Yeah,
4: I think he's a little bit better passer than Bojan, but he really doesn't give you much more on the defensive end. So, I don't know.
0: I, again, we're talking about this, uh, such little things here. Um, so, Brian, I'm, uh, I mean, so same question to you. Like, is Utah going to be – do you think they're going to be big players in the buyout market this year? I mean, they are the top team in the NBA by far, really.
2: I don't see any reason the Jazz – With their current roster, wouldn't be involved in the buyout market. It's really going to come down to: Does a guy want to come to Salt Lake City? Does a guy want to spend five or six months in Salt Lake City? And honestly, I'm a little bit biased here, but if somebody has spent a little bit of time here, or if he's got a jet or a guy on the Jazz roster that can reach out to them and say hey salt lake's not too bad i've worked at a bar, at a few bars down here downtown and uh i've just i've spent some time in that nightlife that w- became so famous during that what was it 2014-15 warriors series and was on all the t-shirts and stuff it's really not that bad in salt lake city and if you have a chance with this jazz team, what they're doing offensively to create open looks for everybody and what they're doing defensively with Rudy Gobert and Derek favors to make everything easier on the perimeter and make reads easier. And just, Hey, you know, ABC, it's very simple and just read the situation what the other Other team is trying to do. I think this jazz team is pretty appealing when you look at the buyout market and the guys that might end up in the buyout market. The question that we really have as we, we sit right now tonight is who's even going to be available and and that's where it's tough to predict things.
0: Uh, I was going to say, I'm, uh, that's why I'm, uh, McCade's here with us, right? Because McCade loves this kind of stuff. He probably knows I'm, uh, everybody's contract uh, already, but uh, so, McCabe, so two questions. So, first of all, if you have any of the names that you wanted to throw out there, please enlighten us. Number two, though, um, a buyout guy is probably best case scenario if they come to the Jazz, is get George Yang minutes, right? Like, don't just get the ninth roll, the ninth roll, because I mean, I mean, unless you have a name, you're like, oh, right, this is what what could happen here. So. Uh,
3: yeah, you're looking for a guy to fill in an injury replacement. I still, I said preseason. I still think right now my biggest concern with the Jazz is that third lineup. You don't have two guys right now. Adoka's injured and doesn't look fantastic. Elijah Hughes has had the ankle issue, although he did play for the Stars. So you get past that 10th guy in Mione, and it's scary. So, you know, if Conley goes down or Mitchell goes down or something like that for a few games – me can step in, but if we lose two of those guys for a game, we haven't seen yet. And that does worry me a little bit, but overall, I'm just not that worried about that for the most part, the buyout deadline to play in the playoffs, as long as a team doesn't rajabell bell, somebody <laughs> um, isn't it's March 1st in the normal season. So I think it's something like April 5th or something like that this season. I need to double check that date. So the jazz have time to worry about that. <clears throat> but as I said, they do have to sign somebody in the next two weeks. So keep an eye on that. I'm assuming it's going to be a 10-day contract here in about two weeks. And you never know. Maybe you hit a not a Sunday out of games. was great. But there are 10-day guys out there. Elijah Millsap was one. There's numerous players that Jazz have signed to 10-day contracts over the years that have made good enough impacts for that single season. Oh, boy. We're, we're all bringing the, the cut. We're going way back uh... to the prime of Jazz Twitter when we were winning 25 <laughs> games in a season and not 25 games in like three
1: weeks.
0: Right. Um. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Okay, so we'll get to some all-star talks here in just a second. But real quick, let's, let us acknowledge what the Jazz are doing. The Jazz are losing a game a month. Um, but, uh, Logan, how do you feel about the Jazz when they, they lose the game to the Denver Nuggets and they lose the game to the fully loaded, uh, you know, full-strength uh, Los Angeles Clippers? Um, it's unfortunate because those games are like the games that are like, okay, these are the games that we see in the playoffs. Um, do those losses still worry you at all?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I've th- that's an interesting question. Cause I've tried to go back and forth on it because it feels petty to be like, yeah, those ones still, those st- ones still cause me heartburn. It was just kind of a bummer though that two of the, the, those two happened to be the two. I think I said with like the Nuggets loss, I would have traded a couple other losses to someone else for those ones. I don't but, uh, Yeah, I mean, I, but it, it is what it is. I mean, they're playing well. I mean, it, it's, it, I, I, I'm i not, what a team's only got six losses. I'm not going to go back and, and really, uh, really worry about it too much. I think what'll give us a real good taste for things is in the second half when we have that back-to-back with the Lakers, which is, you know, playoff style. I mean, I I don't know where everyone else stands on this, but I personally love the the series situation because it gives you more of a feel for what the playoffs are. It's kind of like baseball where you play the regular season in an entire way, then all of a sudden the playoffs come and it's not played the same way. So I like the idea of seeing the same team twice and kind of getting a feel for adjustments, not just in-game adjustments, but game-to-game adjustments right away. So um, I think we'll see more, you know, in the second half. They're still good, though. I mean, that's just stating the obvious. It's hard to nitpick. Yeah. When they're this good,
0: yeah. I mean that's the, that's like the like who who said the takepocalypse or whatever, because um, the Jazz, of course they beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis, and they have to they 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 beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid. I just again my part here is to nitpick pick to find things we can talk about. <laughs> um, so uh, let, let's ask so Logan. Uh, you asked a question about um, whatever he feels about. Uh, we just you just said I I totally spaced it. The
1: the, the playing the same team twice.
0: Right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, about these of um, uh, baseball, McCand or Brian, can you guys enlighten us? Like, why don't the the NBA uh, like play devil's advocate? Like, why is it better to not play these like um, back to backs against the same team in the home in the home
2: stadiums?
3: Brian, that's you, dude.
2: Oh, you want me to take this one because it's not numbers related? Always. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I was looking at the Jazz second half schedule, and there's uh, there's one four game stretch that really stands out to me. And I I'm sorry as I try and look this up and I talk about it, but I know it's the Grizzlies. The Jazz have back to backs against the Grizzlies sometime in March, and then, and one then they play one more game, and then they go to Memphis and play the Grizzlies. So they they actually end up playing the Grizzlies in five in three different games over the course of five different days and so as i looked at the schedule that was the first thing that stood out to me in terms of as this jazz team i i feel like one of the things they lack the most is experience and so you get three games in five days against the same opponent. And when you take a coach like Quinn Snyder, he's, he's not going to be looking at the same things that most coaches are going to be looking at. He's going to be game planning against that Grizzlies team in the middle of March like he would against a playoff opponent. And so I look forward to that opportunity for the Jazz against the Grizzlies with Ja Morant coming into Salt Lake City. I think they have two games in Salt Lake. Uh, Jaron Jackson, um, Brandon Clark. The Grizzlies have a lot of really good pieces and guys that you can build around. So it's a good experience for the Jazz and for the Grizzlies at the same time to just get several games against the same type of, of opponent and see how their game planning can work if you're looking at a playoff type of series.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I think that's, uh, uh, I mean, that really could be the first round, you know, like if Memphis ends up anywhere in that 7 to uh, or 8 to, you know, 11, 12 area. Um, they win the plan tournament. Yeah, yeah the plan tournament. And so that could be a first round series, Jazz and Memphis. So that would be interesting.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that Jared, uh, he's uh, called this the all-star pot on the all-star, the all-star, the all-star. Um, so it feels very smash mouth like to me. Um, but, uh, I mean, what there's, there, I think since <laughs> we've been on here, there, there, there has been all-star selections. There's been some folks that were left out and, uh, just curious, just curious what the group's thoughts are on the all-star game selections. The, we, we even know the injury replacement now too.
0: Hi Jared. i let's start with you. I'm uh, Devin Booker over Mike Conley. I mean, everybody or Mike Conley right now. Um, the, the the easy take is that Zion Williamson shouldn't be there, but McCain will bring up – I'll put words in everybody's mouth. McCain's going to bring up, um uh, like, how coaches vote. Um, but um, uh, how do you feel about – how do you personally feel as a fan, Mike Conley being left out of the All-Star game? Uh,
4: for me, I, I've been on record saying that I wanted Mike in the game more than I wanted Rudy or Dunn in the game because I feel like it's it's almost like a lifetime achievement award. At this point, for Mike, like he's been so deserving for so long and has just never gotten a nod over the old stalwarts, which I don't know, it really hurts. It hurts. If you did, you I don't know if, if anyone saw the quote from after the game, uh, but man, that 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 was that hit me right here. Uh, he, he said, I guess the only way I really could have made it is if we went 32 31 and 0. Uh, to start the year you know and it's just oh man i don't know mike i always figured i figured mike probably didn't have the raw numbers and uh you know they give it to Devin booker in large part because of the numbers but but well, i've seen some weird takes that surround the whole mike conley situation um from folks and, and i'd like to highlight and this isn't to call anybody out or anything but this kind of Pro, provoke some thoughts for me as by a guy that I've followed for a long time, uh, Dallas A. Miker 24. Um, he said one positive of Mike Conley not being named an all-star is he will be going all out the rest of the season. Uh, Mike has been all-class and about the situation, supporting Don and Ruby, though. And, you know, I don't feel like Mike was going to go Gonna be softer if he made the game. Honestly, I think he's you know chips all in at this point, and I don't feel like uh I don't feel like him making the game would have been a bad
1: thing necessarily. That's do you do I, you do, do do you think that's Mike Connolly who wouldn't do that, or do you think that no player is motivated by that, or just Mike Connolly personally? I, I I feel like Mike Connolly personally okay is more interested in the championship i
4: mean the personal accolade the the getting the all-star he wanted it more than if you if you had a chance to read the tony jones story it's it's really honestly worth the read it's a it's a long Uh, form
0: yeah i'm gonna say jared i'm uh you know i kind of get snubbed and almost gets the triple double next game so you know just you know the proof's in the pudding just saying
1: uh, no, I, was, I, I, was, I was just curious if it was a person or a philosophy in general because I think we all remember that Darren Williams used to get really, really good oh God, after, he got, after he got left so out. So. Like, no, I, I, D- I, Dame did the same thing. Like, Dame would get pissed after. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I was always, always always so happy when Darren got – not so happy, but, like, it'd be like the, the – the, um, saving grace is like, oh, great. Darren got, um, uh, Darren, um, uh, got snubbed from the All-Star game we gonna get pissed off there, and we got it for like
1: three years. It was kind of nice. So uh, that's Brian, when they, that, that's when they'd win their two road games per year.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, Brian. Um, uh, so you, you said you had Mike over Donovan, right?
2: I had Mike in over Donovan just based on that career achievement type of a situation. But when you look at the season overall, it's, it's tough to choose Mike over Donovan, and I know as uh, McCade and I did our All Star podcast this week. We were we discussed this a little bit, and McCade had Donovan making the game over Mike as an All Star, and so I wanted to just shoot it over to, McC- to McCade and see what his thoughts are before on we this do that, situation.
0: Um, uh, Brian, you have a you have a podcast. What you have a
2: pod test? You What's it called? prove it. What's it called? No. <laughs> Home court press over here. We're talking jazz basketball. McKay and I trying to do a little bit of analytical and eye test basketball. It's not nearly as funny as you guys or Mark over on the twos and threes or emily and mccoy on the jazzy gals but
3: you sound like my wife telling me i'm not funny she tells me that all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> with good reason people didn't get my joke today so i was very sad don't worry about the, the funniness comes from we we, we know who the funniness comes from that's home court press folks i'm assuming you can get on wherever podcasts are, are available apple podcasts spotify um uh wherever else po- google podcasts i guess so you, I really, you might I really, even I really, hear
4: you might even hear an ad for them today.
1: I really love. Whoa. I really love Brian's term "podcatcher." I just that's one that really oh, got me yes, excited. On a, your favorite. Pod you your pod like, I, I was,
0: thank you, Logan. I was like searching my brain for what he says. I was like, I know he says something different than what
2: I say, but yeah, podcatcher.
4: Podcatcher, right, okay, you
2: know, pod huh? Hmm. Oh, okay. You know what, you guys? I gotta out myself. I am not technologically sound. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's just the fact that I work in a radio station that gives me the opportunity to create these things. So I say pod catcher, and that just means, hey, there are podcasts out there. If you're watching the video of this, I'm, wow, we're just out here catching all kinds of random signals. I don't know how it works, but, you know, home, home court press, if you're looking for analytics and I test basketball, that's and more of what McCaden and
3: I offer. No, and you know, wrapping it back around to the Donovan, uh, Mike Conley, All-Star thing, I do think it was interesting. Looking, heading into the votes, we kind of figured it was going to be one Pelican, one Sun, one Jazz, and the argument between CP3 and Booker was very similar to the argument of Conley versus Mitchell, but the kind of the consensus, consensus and then the result ended up being CP3 and Mitchell. So I thought that was interesting that they were the same arguments but everyone went different ways on them. They went with the guard, little low-less scoring, big impact with the Suns, but they went with the lead scoring guard for the Jazz. So, that's what confused me. It made that's what everyone thought would happen, but I do want to know why.
1: I think they were oh, scared oh that Chris Paul, Chris Paul was going to cancel the All-Star game. That's a very <laughs> fair
4: point. <laughs> uh, it's a very good point. He'll, he'll have the players association boycott. Um <laughs>
0: uh, it, it, it is just, so here's the thing about mike Conley's all-star resume to me like for the, i mean three weeks three weeks ago i was like boy is anybody playing well enough for, i mean the jazz are winning games but it didn't feel like anybody was playing well enough to, to make the all-star game and then rudy and donovan went on like nice huge tears in the last couple of weeks um the problem for like i mean you look at mike's number 16 to 6 they're, they're good they're not i don't know they're, they're all eye-popping right And the Jazz won a lot of games, but the Jazz won a lot of games when Mike missed six of them. So I I can see that. And again, it feels like that Mike was, I don't know if it's just because we're in the Jazz uh, Twitter bubble, and that we all kind of bumped up going, okay, Mike's got to get it, Mike's got to get it, Mike's got to get it. While nationally, like Shams even uh, left it out uh, of his injury replacement tweet. Like These are like the next four candidates, like DeRozan, Booker, all those guys.
4: Yeah, but did you guys see the initial tweet where he accidentally had Mike in the the first roster, and then he deleted it?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, mistakes happen. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to like. I don't know if that means anything, right? So,
4: like, I, I just thought it was funny.
0: Yeah,
4: I was like, so, dang. Um,
3: a little statistical rant. Fourteen, fifteen coaches voting, a lot of fluky stuff can happen. We only see the black and white, you're in, you're out. There's a good chance Connie was tied for the last spot and the tiebreaker didn't go away or something like that. So maybe he could have been right there. Probably was right there. We obviously don't know. So Okay, real quick,
0: do you guys think LeBron,
3: you know, tweeting
0: out Devin Booker being disrespected played a factor into Devin Booker uh Devin Booker um uh be made the replacement Jared, Yes or no?
4: It yes. It wasn't, and it wasn't just LeBron. It was like the majority of the players on Twitter that whose tweets I saw that weren't Jazz players.
0: Logan? Yes. Uh, HCP. That's Homecourt Press oh, for the, the people. Sorry, that's
2: HCP. That's me. Uh, absolutely. I I think when you got LeBron and people tweeting out about Devin, or Devin Booker. Uh I think it's really simple to lean towards if you're Adam Silver, leaning toward that player vote type of situation, especially in the climate and environment of the players agreement with the owners that they have over the next couple of years, there's a lot to be argued, there's a lot to be decided, and so I think that if you're Adam Silver the more you can do to curry favor with Chris Paul and anybody with that players association, the better off you are.
0: Put my colleague in the skills challenge. Just do it. <laughs> um, so real quick, I'm, uh, uh, Logan, you had a tweet uh, a little bit ago. Uh, this is actually before it's like last week. This is before all the all-star stuff. Like Logan kind of knew, um, he put out, um, uh, what if Mike's not named an All Star and Rudy or Donovan come out with a uh, uh, a, a crazy injury, right? Well, was that, what, well, what not was
1: Well, a, not a real injury. Like uh, my back, like a Joel Embiid, my back is sore injury. So, uh-huh. uh, no, that, that's what happens when you're driving the open, <laughs> when you're driving the open roads of Idaho and you just got OD'd on Jazz Pod Co ops. I think I listened to home court press twos and threes and Jazz Gals consecutively. So I was like, how do we get Mike in the All Star game? Honestly, but, you know, as, as as Twitter tends to do, it's always it's always, you know, it's it's always met with outrage. You can't ask a question. A question is a is a stance. <laughs>
0: okay. um, but
1: but what but what is interesting is I thought is the way the, the one thing I was shocked by was that people thought like looked at it so negatively that, that someone would give him the nod to that. And I found that to be interesting. I just uh, he, the thing that changed it for me was he was actively kind of campaigning and mentioning that he wanted to be an all star. And that's where it shifted in my brain from. I would have never even entertained that thought if he hadn't been out there saying, hey, I want this. I do want to be part of this. And so, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it was an interesting thought activity. I don't know where I land on it, but it was just, you find, you find you're just trying to defend a point that you didn't even weren't even trying to make more than anything, but uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I, I mean, I think that, you know, if one of those guys decided to sit and Conley got in, I think he'd still gladly take it. When, the, when you look back in the record books, it doesn't show how or why you got there. It just says you were there. Yeah, I'll so. just throw
3: this out into the jazz sphere. Um, the last time the Jazz made the Western Conference Finals, they did have a player get a minor injury right before the All Star Game, and then was replaced by another Jazz player when uh, Boozer, Boozer missed like, occur right. Yeah, when Boozer missed like six or seven games leading up to the All Star break, it was only six or seven games he missed all year, and then of course O'Ker took his spot. So yeah. maybe that's Those our settle. little back oh. portal to make the Western Conference Ooh. Finals. We'll just throw that out.
0: To, yeah. to be fair, yeah. Boozer probably. Like Boozer missed a lot of games in his career. Like um, uh, that might have not. <laughs> so. Boozer. Um, Jared, real but quick, I'm gonna give
1: you, give you a. Ch- oh, sorry, Logan. What was that? No, just, I was going to say you guys kind of. T- I think it was it your guys' podcast. You guys kind of touched on the fact that you that year it was memo. You wanted to go memo because it was he probably wasn't going to be in the conversation again. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I referenced that too, and I was repeatedly told that's not how it works. I said, well, I know it's not how it works, but none of you really know how it works. But um, <laughs> you know, hey, that's anyways. a good point. That's a solid yeah.
0: clapback. All right, we're, we're, we're going to have um, uh, Jerry send his comment from last week, though, because uh, we talked about Quinn Snyder uh, coaching the All Star Game for the Jazz. Um, because I had to do some research on this because he said that I was like something didn't sit right with me. So I to yeah, think, it was confusing
4: know, to me too. The whole situation because, um,
0: uh, the fact that Jerry Sloan never made an All Star Game is crazy. Uh, but he never got screwed. Like he just the Jazz were just never good enough from when the All Star Game started. To I'm um, to have him be the coach, which is yeah. We
4: just ended up not being the first place team. It was weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, very crazy. So um uh yeah. I was, I was like, uh, I, I, I remember 99. one year. I remember one year. I think it was the 98, 97, 98 year. It was in Seattle. Um uh with like it was a it was a really close battle between Seattle and Utah. And Seattle like the the last day went up like half a game or a game on the Jazz, and you know obviously Jerry Sloan. I'm sure Jerry Sloan doesn't care that he. Or didn't care that he um. Uh, hey, coached all? Yeah, he so. might exist
1: in the ether out there.
0: Yeah. So. Um. Okay, so real quick. It, co- so it, while it, it, it,
1: It's all. It's always been picked the same way, though. It's always been that's they always they pick the same format yeah, for all star like, coaches.
0: Yeah, all star coaches are are picked by whoever is leading the conference, um, like a, a few weeks before the all star game, and you can't do two in a row. The Pat Riley rule. So, that was it.
3: Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. (laughs) But if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at
2: Jazzy Gals Pod. Go
3: Jazz! Go Jazz!
0: Before we, as we get to our last segment here, uh, Brian, who is the more controversial Jazz fan? Uh, who has the most controversial Jazz thing? Is it McCade or Logan? Because um, it's close. I think it's close.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're making me... That That's a tough choice on this one. Um... I'll
3: just but it and say Brian asked me to be on his podcast and not Logan so I'll just put that <laughs> out there. I
2: I I got to lean toward McCade on this one. I think if if you want to look at the different trade discussions that McCade offers from day to day the Jazz might be on uh you know 10 11 game winning streak and McCade is thinking about trading people on the roster and the thing about mccade is he's not
3: julius randall made the all-star team this year
2: (laughs) no mccade is not controversial if you actually listen to mccade if you listen to 180 characters it's really difficult to understand whether or not mccade is a jazz fan but the reason why Last March, it was it was on, it was literally. I cannot exaggerate more. It was literally less than fourteen days before the league got shut down. I reached out to McCade. I I jumped into his DMs. I was all over that. I tried to get him out to. Uh, oh man, where where did I try to get you to go to McCade? It was uh, it was it was Jamba Juice. We tried to go yes. to Jamba Juice. And that I, I backed out. I oh hey, I'm sorry. I'm busy on this one, but let's March 11th. McCade and I met for the first time, and McCade's McCade's takes on Twitter seem much more hot than they do over a conversational aspect. And the guy knows what he's talking about. He knows the jazz. Uh, salary aspects. He knows what they're doing roster-wise, and he has a really good idea of how things are going to play out logically, not just that emotional aspect of as we're watching the Jazz and we see them beating the Lakers by 20 or 30 points, but what are the Jazz going to do next week or the week after or in April? Those are the things that McCade really brings to Jazz Twitter that nobody else is doing.
0: Um, so, Logan, so I uh, accept so,
4: your, so, I accept your Abed and and Troy bromance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Logan, so um, uh, before we, uh, before I ask you a question here, uh, the rest of this podcast, I don't know how much more Jazz we're going to talk. We're gonna, we're going to be talking a lot about Home Court Press here. Uh, so, you know, if you want to leave, go ahead and leave. Uh, you can leave and go. You, it's, like, it's like a college class; you can leave whenever you want. Logan, um, uh, do you remember, like, we've had conversations about McCade on this podcast, uh, you know, and, like, um, uh, how, but, like, you said some really smart things, like, and I I don't want to butcher your words here, but you said things like, um, it's hard to, like, really um, tell your point in 240 characters or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, language is very important to have context behind it and and emotion and body language. It's hard to to pick up on those things. So, um, you know, I think that we all before we started, I mean, my partner in crime Dj honeypaws came on and said she stands in the cage so I really don't really have much of a leg to stand on to argue that he's not uh he's even better at his job in my own house so with that no but but I, but i think I think it's i i just think it's important you know me who I just like to you know think about things different perspectives you know analyze it from all areas and i'm not ever i don't ever have my mindset on what I want the outcome to be it's just well what about this do you think about it this way and i just i enjoy that especially with sports to try to look at it from different angles and perspectives so I've always enjoyed McCade stuff. I've enjoyed Mark stuff. I just like, you know. But there's other. It's just that's that's just the way I enjoy to. I like to consume my my information, and the computer will spit out what I think it is. I don't know what the algorithm in my brain is, but something helps me arrive. Just soak up as much as I can, and then form an opinion that I can flip flop on in two to three minutes.
0: <laughs> uh, so McCade, I mean, that's like that's what you do, right? You like um, uh, again, you know, very controversial, as I say uh, on Twitter there. Uh, but you're, you're, you're a young kid like him, but you're probably, I don't know how old Brian is. I want to say you're younger than the three of us here on, on high notes here. Um, uh, but yeah, tell us a minute, like, what's it like uh, for you guys to do a, a jazz podcast?
3: Uh, it was super weird. As Brian mentioned, he called me up and he had me come into the station on March 11th and we recorded a podcast. We were never going to post. If he stops that audio, we should post that just cause it's interesting, but we were previewing the, uh, jazz at thunder game for March 11th last year. And of course, that game never happened. And so we never were able to get up on our feet at uh, the end of last season. But it's been a fun time. Um, Brian's great to bounce ideas off of. And I love Brian as much as he loves me. I guess we are having a little bromance moment here tonight. Um,
4: it's Kyla between two guys. <laughs> um, so, Brian, how about you? So you got
0: <laughs> Brian taking his, his turn turn taking his shirt off? He's
1: taking his shirt off? Whoa, taking
0: uh, no but Brian's been drinking. Um, so, Brian, um, uh, what was like um, uh, like, like, so the, like the motivation for me to start this pile? I was like, you know, I see a lot of jazz Twitter takes and I, I really want to explore those. Like, again, 180, 240 characters is not enough. I really want to take other people's thoughts and then, like, really. And that's what we do on here. We, we, we take other people's thoughts and it's like, all right, cool. So, someone said, said this. Let's really see what, you know, like, let's break down the tweet. Logan does all, all the time. Like, we, we try to take both sides of the issue, see what's going on. So, um, uh, what was it like? Like, like, you know, we want to start a jazz podcast. Like, I mean, it feels like there's so many now because we're all part of the co-op, but I don't, when I started a couple years ago, there wasn't that many.
2: Uh, no, when I, when I first was starting at, I started my jazz podcast in July, I think it was. And really it was just an email I sent out to my boss and said, Hey, I happen to be working at Cumulus, and without going into too much detail, Cumulus is several of the radio stations around Salt Lake City, and I just said, hey, can I use this platform, take my podcast, and cover the jazz? And my boss was all in for it, and so I, I started to listen to my podcast and figured, you know what, I'm not very good on my own. And I need somebody else. And so I started to look at jazz Twitter and I figured with McCade, it was, it was honestly a really obvious choice because I feel like I have some decent ideas. I, I have some decent ideas when it comes to jazz basketball, but I need to bounce those ideas off of somebody who has the alternate perspective and so i i was like hey i honestly i'm not even there's no hyperbole here i reached out to mccade first and i said you think differently than i do would this be worthwhile discussing we met on march 11th when he came into the radio station i mean i gotta give the guy all the credit in the world he came in at like 7 a.m and I had to open up the front doors and, okay, you know, hey, random guy off the street. Come on in. Let's talk jazz basketball for 20 minutes. And, you know, we we had that 20, 30-minute discussion that McKay talked about. And then we realized that jazz basketball wasn't going to happen for about two, three months. And so we just, we kept in contact randomly, but it was based a lot on, who is the alternate perspective so many people want to focus on who agrees with me mccade brings that who is differently who's focusing on different aspects of the game who's focusing on different aspects of the box score that make me understand the game better and as i looked at twitter night after night mccade was the guy that did that and logan was great logan Logan has always been awesome with the hitting high notes and showing some alternative perspectives, but McCade, the way he brought the analytical perspective, that's, if we're going to give uh, a, you know, home court press, you know, J off sesh. I mean, if you want to see the hand the circles, yeah,
1: show us your hands. Well, in, 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 true, in, in true, in true, McCade, in true McCade fashion though, you've always got to look to get better. So what, um, what, if what if, what if out on the Twitter verse, there was a, there was an offer up, you know, McCade, you get Mark, you know, Doug Hinsey, and two second round picks for these season and hoodie accounts. In the twenty twenty four draft, to see you know once they're legal age, you get a chance to try to pick them off. Is that something that has your interest? Depth over superstar.
2: You're you're offering me the twos and threes <laughs> and a couple of hoodies over McCade. No, 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 sorry, that. no,
1: sorry, no, Mark, 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 <laughs> our, Mark, I know, Mark's last name is Mark the uh, the weirdest. Re- yeah, well, Mark, no, Mark the uh, Falcons. Nc Mark, oh, M- yeah, there Mark we go, Whelan. Mark Whalen. I don't yeah. know what it is. I'll, yeah, I'll
3: find a way to. Now it's Mark Whalen. If you ever want Mark Whalen stories, you can uh, hit me up there too. Him and I spent a couple hours in Vegas together at one point, so oh, we're good friends. Oh, oh,
2: hey, hey, hey! Big deal,
3: big deal. <laughs> we're. <Ooh. laughs> lo- 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 no, lo- I- Brian hasn't taken me to Vegas yet. So you know. <laughs> Logan's lo- lo- over here making trades. It's coming.
2: I have Raiders season tickets, so McCabe and I are going to oh. end up in Vegas together at some point. I don't know if we're going to leave together gotcha. at the same <laughs> situation, but we're going to go to Vegas uh, on the same date.
0: <laughs> Logan always, Logan's always, got, Logan's always got the good jokes here. So, uh, well guys, again, listen to home court press part of the jazz pod co-op. Something that just like just happened naturally. We just all made it up because like, wow, there's a lot of good jazz podcasts out there. That we should listen to anyway. So home court press, jazz pod co-op. This is like, so vanilla Thunder, man, Wrote us a really bad review, and I saw that actually he actually wrote a, a pretty bad review to Jazz Gals. The Little Wait. Thunder Man, whoever you are, um,
2: whoever He's you are, Little
3: wow. go
0: listen to Home Court Press because I'm pretty sure that's a podcast that you want. You know, that's the podcast
3: that I'm, uh, uh yeah, it, yes. this isn't the guy that made the poll, is it? No, <laughs> no never, oh, oh, never oh let's, talk, let's talk about the poll, right? Was I wasn't great. even enough to make the poll. I was the other on the poll.
0: <laughs> I know, like a, I, I know a lot of people really took offense to that poll, right? Because the the wording was a little weird, right? The, the, Is the wording well,
4: It's also a poll that got deleted; it no longer exists. It does, so. yeah,
0: exactly. They he, see, he, they, they DM me and told me they're just gonna whatever, but I and I said this on the pod, and I, and I said it to other people, I'm like, like, I took no offense to it at all. I was like, oh my god. We are in a poll with Jazz Cows and David Locke. Like, yeah, right. That was the, like, we made it. If that's we the Mount Rushmore of jazz Podcast. Hello, take that, Tony Jones. Take yeah. that, uh, <laughs> Rob Ball Ruckus. Um, so <laughs> Podcasts, Jazz Notes. Oh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Uh, um, uh, but like, uh, was it you, Brian? I was like, like, oh, like, one of these days we're going to make this poll or whatever.
2: No, I I definitely reach out. And I was like, "Hey, I just want to make that poll. I don't mind if I'm being hated or loved. I want to be on the top four.
0: Yeah, exactly. like, I, I, I like, we're getting there, folks. We we are, the, the, Jazz Pad, the Jazz Pod the Jazz Pod Co op. Like eventually, we're gonna wear that shirt and that hoodie around, and people are gonna like, "Oh, hey, we we know what that is." <laughs> so yeah, just so yeah, that, we're gonna have
4: groupies and stuff. And
0: uh, so as we sign off here, Brian, I should I shouldn't have called this the All Star Pod because this is not. The All Star Pod. Brian has a oh
2: shots fired, yeah, shots Bri- fired.
0: Brian has an excellent <laughs> idea for an All Star Pod. Uh, we're teasing it now. Um, uh, uh, if if you're a fan of home court press, high notes, Twos and threes, and jazz gals. Holy crap! And, That's um, and like whoever else pop. is part, and whoever else is part of the the co op, um, uh, you know, take a shirt you're in, right, Logan? Um, yeah, and, and you'll be in. So. <laughs> Um. Uh, unless everybody else has anything else, we'll sign off here. Jared, where can I find you on Twitter?
4: You can find me at Go The Distance Forty Nine uh, on the Twitter and Instagram, but uh, my Instagram is private. So,
0: Adam, see see what Jared does uh, in his personal life uh, <laughs> uh, Brian, where can they? Uh, you just have you, you have like now you, you now have two Twitter accounts.
2: Oh my God! I have been growing by leaps and pounds this weekend. So I opened my own Twitter account, be priest 24. If you ever listen to home court press, you listen to me saying B priest 24. And now home court press has its own podcast at home court underscore press. And you can find us there. And if you ever want to reach out and you got questions or things, you need to be answered, whatever. Mikayla and I are there and ready to talk jazz basketball.
0: Here, here's a social media moment of the week, folks. Some, um, uh, you know, Brian put out his uh, new Twitter, and someone was like, uh, "Was it Dal Pal? I don't know who it was." It was like, "Um, uh, aren't you, aren't you also jazz against racism?" And, <laughs> and jazz against racism? <laughs> no, that's a different dude. That's a different guy. And I've met Brian in real life. I met the the guy. I met my um, life on a plate uh, in real life, and I understand where. They saw the physical differences, the physical similarities, and I was like, "I see where you're you're coming from, but they they are not the same person." But I do see, like, if you saw Twitter abbeys of each person, I you know that little like one. I see, I see why. Uh, it's,
2: McCade, it's fair,
0: McKay. Where can people go
3: to and yell at you for your takes? Um, you can find me on Twitter at PA, That's M C C A D E P A. And uh, unlike Brian, I won't bore you with all my uh, other accounts and my burner accounts. You have <laughs> to find those on Everybody, your own. I just thought of the Adam wow. burner, so
0: I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, cool. Good on 5KL for, for digging that up and uh, for Sloan's categorical imperative uh, for pointing that out to me. Yeah, but McKay, um, uh again, guys, you know, if you if you want to flame on McKay, at least, like, McKay will usually, like, put his tweet out and then have, like, five other tweets explaining what he means. So just read the whole thread <laughs> before before you guys go yell at him. But if you want to yell at Logan, go get, yell at Logan. He likes it.
1: Yeah, if you want to yell and also go yell at a couple of guys, I want to shout out uh, Din, Din Woody six and Joe Armstrong 76. Just a couple of guys who've been with me from the, the very beginning. Joe Armstrong, consistent as can be. Uh, Din Woody, I don't really know what's going on there. I, I find myself in conversations with him often where I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I know what I'm doing. It's a very psychedelic experience, but uh, no, a couple, couple, couple loyal, loyal fans and listeners, and always, you know, go get your. Get your jazz pod co-op swag at do you want D O U W A W A N T T H I S.com.
0: That's a do You want this.com. I'm uh, get them uh, the jazz pod co-op t-shirts and you know, that way people will be like, Oh my God, this is a huge thing. We should be part of it. We should, we be listening to you as the David Locke. And I say, yes, yes you should. Um, yeah. uh, thanks, um, uh, thanks. to Thanks to DJ DJ honeypods for printing those shirts out and for, um, uh, getting this zoom call so we can all be here. One big happy thing i I do
4: believe we do we have a link to to that on the instagram too so at jazz high notes on instagram there's a link to do you want this
0: um uh anyway guys take uh, home Foot press thanks for coming out. this is like short notice I asked you guys last night and uh you know the we it' was a late jazz game, but here we are very good pod um uh, and home for press also puts out probably the most pods weekly like um you guys are like three a week i think it feels like.
3: Yeah, we try and do our bite size after every game and then once a week, usually on Wednesdays, sometimes on other days, depending on how the schedule works out. So check us out if you're looking for 15-minute game recaps.
0: Yeah, um, uh, check me out. Uh, I do 45-minute game recaps. I didn't do one this week because that was hard work. So, <laughs> um, Guys, thanks for coming on. Um, uh, I That's it. Hey, we'll see you guys next time.
2: A game randomly that McCade suggested that apparently was the first Rudy Gobert salute. Check that out on my Twitter. You can find it at Homecore Press or at Twenty Four. <laughs> wow, like every
3: angle, POV.
1: <laughs> so that's a muscle shirt. That's not a tank tankini now we'll see i've got a lot of weird questions but maybe it's better for what spreadsheet what spreadsheet should i pull up (laughs) all of them i do
3: i Uh, i stan i stan you mccain yeah i stan mccain i was like fighting for for your twitter rights the other night i was like laying on the floor screaming like (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, of me. <laughs> I might have offended a person or two at some point in my life, it'll be alright. <laughs>